All right. You're listening to the Rock Glory podcast. Yeah, a little bit of Wilco. Great song. Oh, man. Well, listen, you know, it's funny. I was going to begin off. Uh, I was telling you before we started this whole thing, talk about identity and priorities. And that's what, really what this is about today. Um, one of the things I identify myself with is I'm a big Wilco fan. Uh, but I, I get ahead of myself here. Look, we all have in our lives uh, some sense of priority, right? Um, and I want to start off with uh, Marissa Meyer. From She's the new CEO for Yahoo. And uh, she said, uh, she was talking about how, uh, prior, you know, how she looked at life and what her priorities were. And I loved her answer. She actually uh, more or less quoted a, a famous football guy who said something very similar. And she said, the following, God, family, and Yahoo, and in that order. I really like that. First of all, I like the certainty with which she spoke. Um, but I also like the fact that she understood that there were priorities, that there's such a thing as priorities in life. Um, and I, I like to think that that's exactly my set of priorities. Uh, it's God, family, and then my work. Uh, maybe a couple, a couple of other things, my, my Israel, for example, but that, I kind of mix that in with Israel, uh, with God a little bit. And with family. And with it's family. It's the Jewish people. Right. Uh, and America, of course. The, 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 the priority of understanding these things, and it should come to you very clearly, by the way. If it doesn't, uh, my guess is that your life is very disorganized. And quickly, clearly mm -hmm. and quickly, because if you have to spend time thinking about this, well, yeah. <laughs> you obviously don't know. It's amazing. When, when people are able to say, God is the first order of my life, they are going to enjoy their lives. Uh, they're going to have a certain amount of uh, organization in their life. That doesn't mean it guarantees them wealth and, or happiness for that matter. But it will give them structure and will give them a sense of direction. And I think that will help in terms of happiness as well. Really fascinated by the subject. Uh, look, it, it also goes with a, another, something very related. We talked about the the word identity before. And if you were to ask, I mean, I'll ask you first, Ari, um, quickly answer the following question. What is the first thing you would say, without joking, what is the first thing that you would say to describe yourself identity-wise? Boom, go. Strong. Okay. Uh, well, I'm sorry, I, I meant like uh, you know, for me, I could be, I could say I'm an, an attorney, a Jew, a family man, a husband, um, an American, a Republican, something like that. Not just, not an adjective, but an identity. Oh, yeah. American. Okay. That's great. It tells me, it, it tells me a tremendous amount about you right away. Strong American. American. <laughs> right. Full of grit. Spit and vinegar. Spit and vinegar. A tough little man who's right. terrorizes bad people. <laughs> well, so, so, but the, but. The, the, that tells me something about you. If you if you were to tell uh, ask anybody that same question, well, what's your first order of business? Who are you? Who is Barack? Uh, the first thing I would say is uh, father. I, I, that just comes to mind right away, and very quickly Jew, very quickly connected to that American, very quickly connected to that uh, lover of Israel, uh, and and then down the way lawyer. That's my work. And I love being a lawyer. Don't get me wrong. 
uh, you see the passion with which I speak about it. But the reality is um, I love my family and I love God and I love learning about God. If I could spend more time learning about God, I would. More time uh, spending with my family and, and raising the best kids I can, I would. Uh, but being a better husband also, that's what I want to do. But work is, uh, is something that I do and I do it well. And fortunately, I dedicate myself to it so that when I'm in work, I focus only on work. But it's work. But don't you see your work, your, the, the, the vocation that you've chosen, as an extension of that identity? In other words, I've always uh, seen your work, mm -hmm. your identity, even before I knew you personally from just the advertisements, is that you were someone who fought for good versus evil, for trying to make things right, right. trying to make people uh, get a, a sense of justice. Right. Because the best lawyers bring justice. That, that's right. I mean, but you see what, what I'm trying to do through my work is to bring my sense of purpose into my work as well. I mean, yeah. we're doing these podcasts, for example. I, I do uh, a radio show on KRLA, for example, on Sundays at 10. And I enjoy, enjoy doing that. It's a way of bringing in my sense of purpose uh, with God and yeah, otherwise you, into my work. Right. But you're the promotional material which people get to know you right. through is not a poster on the side of an MTA bus that says, did you slip on a piece of lettuce? Right. Call me. Yeah. We'll make Ralph's yeah. pay. Right. 1-800-Avogados. 1-800-Vons-Hates-Me. It's not that. It's, uh, you know, we, there's a sense of ethics, a sense of justice, a sense of honesty right. and integrity, uh, a sense of truthfulness that one can tell is important for you to receive as far as a message from them, which seems in knowing you personally, carries through your day-to-day -day work and right. how you conduct yourself. Thus, the, the occupation lawyer, how you, you know, derive income to, you know, right. feed, clothe, house yourself and your family, right. is a, a method that you chose because it fits in line with the, those immediate priorities in life. I think so. I mean, I, I went into the law because I had a sense that I could be a good counselor. That was the thing I liked most about being a lawyer. And also getting uh, good results for people who deserve to get good results. And and I adopted a position a long time ago that I, I will only take on those cases that I believe in. Believing meaning like I think that this is it, that I will likely win. Yes, that's one thing. But also that I actually think deserves some remedying. And uh, that's the kind of thing. And, and, and I'm not drilling down about these cases right now. I simply am saying that I, I try to find purpose in my work. And I want everyone to find purpose in the work. And I think you can. Let's, say, let's take an example. of uh, There might be a plumber out there listening. Um, you know, and, and you might have the same priorities. Uh, God first, family second, and then work, plumbing. Maybe the company that you work for. And by golly, he's doing the best he can to be the best plumber everywhere. And he knows the, the, the nuts and bolts, pardon the pun, of all that there is to, to, to do with plumbing. Good. That's the way it should be. And he finds meaning in it in the sense of, look, God wants me to be the best I can in my work. I want to fix things. Uh, and he enjoys it. He enjoys uh, pleasing people uh, for the right price. And he knows that, that if he does it well, that he'll get more business and if people trust him, you see how it feeds into the God thing all over again. But also, cleanliness is godliness, and nothing <laughs> keeps. Uh, I'm yeah, serious. it's true. It, plumbing is one of those baselines of modern civilization. If it's not working right, bad things happen. That's so true. you're, in a way, 
Right. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about people who don't have priorities, and we know plenty of those people. Everyone listening knows uh, a lot of those people. It's it's a. Uh, I would say most people don't have their priorities straight. They don't even ask themselves the question, what are my priorities, right? I, to, to you and me, Ari, it, it comes like that. God first and think, then something else later. Do you think later. it's worse to be a person, essentially uh, what they call essentially loosely, of the low information bracket is almost worse than people who have priorities that are actually bad? Oh, I'm not talking... You know, well, terrible let's, let's, serial killer priorities, right. but there are people who are pretty bad people out there. I, I, we, we'll talk about you that know, in a moment. But, but they at least clearly have their priorities. Right. You well, know, a lot of times it's me, 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 and I. Right. I want to get there, but I'm not talking about that yet. Because certainly there are people who create priorities that have very evil results. Yeah. I mean, Hitler certainly had a priority. Uh, that was to kill all the Jews. Yeah, first, and I, and then I'm maybe, not trying to get into the, I, the Hitler, Gosnell, right. Stalin level of... Bad priorities, but you know, I, I, but I'm, yeah. that's an obvious example. Yeah. But now let's talk about people who don't make any priorities at all, because that is more likely the kind of people that, yeah, that we'll run into. That they'll run yeah. into, and, yeah. and and this is really it's really intended for them. Yeah. We're not we're not talking about those people who are evil and and they have bad priorities or evil priorities, and we will get to them. But you have to ask yourself, what are my priorities? And I think very few people sit down. And ask themselves, what is really important to me? I think by default, people who go to church and synagogue and otherwise, uh, they it's thrust upon them whether they realize it or not. Whether they sit sit down in church and otherwise, they understand that God is first, the first order of business. They may not articulate it to themselves. Well, they're doing it. They don't have to articulate it. Their actions have screamed. The, their actions They've are, woken are, up early on a weekend and taken a shower right. and put on nice clothes and inconvenienced themselves by leaving the house right. early on right. a weekend right. to go to this place. Right. And, and it's great that they do. Yeah. Um, that priority is, is well established. And it, it kind of flows. I mean, isn't that interesting? And I guess what I'm trying to get to, Aria, is that when you have a, a strong belief in God, not just one of these spiritual beliefs. And, and, and I don't mean to mock those, those people who, who have a sense of spirituality, but people who have a strong sense of God and understand that God is in charge. Uh, not that it would be nice to have a God. No, that God is in charge and he created the universe and he expects great things of us. When you have that and you know that and you feel that in your heart, by golly, great things can happen. You will, at the very least, have a prioritized life because you will know what's important and that whether or not, you know, Sally looked at you and, and thought that your dress was funny, uh, you'll realize at the very least, it may bother you, but you will also realize at the same time, it's not important. Of course your dress looks funny. You're a boy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was like your Tommy to Tony. That's joke. right. It was exactly. Teed up there. Yeah, teed up there. But you understand. So, and then you have, uh, and then you say, look, first thing is, first order of business is to make sure I, I do right by God. And then, oddly enough, the other things follow through. Then you got to do right as a, as a dad, do right as a husband, and, and do, then do right as a lawyer, a plumber, whatever and you a may citizen be. Citizen. Citizen. Yeah. As an American. As, a, as somebody who votes, uh, somebody, who, somebody who interferes when they see that somebody else is being bullied. These are important things. Yeah, and an interesting that comes to mind from what you've just said, especially mm -hmm. the example of someone who goes to church or synagogue, is there are people who do that who might not be able to articulate either quickly or at all mm -hmm. the kind of clarity that you were talking about conversationally, but their actions set it or reveal it. Right. 
and actions are more important to me, I'll just say it, because, you know, how many of us, you know, what the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I said it, so I intend to honor God, but this person's actually doing it. So right. who cares if they can say it? They, they're doing it. Yeah, no, actions definitely do, do matter. But it helps to, to understand why you're doing some things. I mean, there are some atheists who, for example, do great things. They do very charitable things. But it's, it's sad when they don't, they don't even realize why they're doing it. I mean, it's, it's, it's good that they're doing it. I'm, I'm not mocking them at all. On the contrary, if they're, if they're giving to charity, even if it's, let's say, a non-religious charity, let's say the Wounded Warriors Project, one of my favorite charities, uh, that is not a religious-based organization, although I'm confident that many more religious people contribute to that organization than otherwise. Nevertheless, uh, if you're an atheist and you say, by golly, these, these men really died for us or they're wounded for us and we should chip in to help them make their lives a little less miserable, uh, great, good. We'll take the money and, and good for you and that's a blessing. But when you find yourself doing that, maybe ask yourself, why am I doing that? If you truly do not believe in God, then what's the point, right? Why, why do that? Uh, so in my big the question, at the, it, it, it ends up putting you in a spin cycle of why am I doing these good deeds? What is good? Why should anyone do anything good? And then you end up, hopefully, believing in God at some point. You yeah, because if you start what. asking and answering these questions, it may right. give, lead you to a different output of answer right. than you've concluded. Now, I want to turn back to the identity question, uh, because this is so important. Um, if you ask a lot of people what their identity is, um, the first order that they will say is their profession. I am a lawyer. I am a plumber, as the example. I am a teacher. I a uh, firefighter, a policeman. I'm a cop. You get the idea. It's the first thing that they think about to describe themselves. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But it's an interesting thing, at the very least. It tells you something about them. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're a workaholic. Um, after all, you can be a plumber and, and just... Yeah, but what it tells you, I believe, is how much pride they may have right. in right. that thing they do. Right. And that's not a bad thing at all. So no. Sometimes no. these people should take pride in it. Right. But if you want to find out something about somebody, just say, hey, uh, what, what are you all about? What is John Smith all about? Yeah, or who you know? are you? Yeah, who are you? And, and just... Tell me about yourself. A 30-second pitch. Well, I'm a lawyer. I don't know. Um, and I, it's really an amazing thing. You can discover a lot about a person. And uh, it's, it's worth the question. For me, um, like I said, first thing is I'm a Jew. Um, closely tied, uh, closely followed by an American, closely with a, a lover uh -huh, of Israel. You put your Judaism before America. <laughs> well, watch list, that's, watch that, list. That's my God. That's, that is my God. And I do, you know, uh, put, I think everyone should put God before country. Right. Uh, because if, if your country is asking you to do something that violates your notion of what is right by God, and by the way, most countries do that. Not or America, will, eventually. Yeah, not, not, not America, not Israel, God willing. But if you live in Uganda or some other godforsaken country like that, uh, chances are your country will ask you to do something that uh, violates your notion of God, if you believe in God. So, yeah, always God, God first. Always. And uh, you'll note, by the way, that Marissa uh, Meyer uh, did not say God, country, family, work. She said God, family, work. And, and that's, that's meaningful. I'm not saying that, that it's good or bad. It's just she didn't I even think, put the I country. I think it's magnificent because uh, someone like her you know is 
part of the Silicon Valley kind of elitist mm-hmm. group of people who actually rightly so considers themselves smarter than everyone else. Because, right. You know, she is. Right. And it's, it's very impressive that that even occurred to her. Right. I'm, I'm well, thrilled. It, it makes me admire her even more. I was always impressed with her before, but now I, I, I take a, I look at her with an even more positive light. Um, now, think about people that you really admire. Just, you know, maybe two or three people that you admire. I'm not talking about, it, it could be somebody famous uh, or otherwise, but admire. Not envy, but admire. So, for example, there are a couple of billionaires I know that I envy their wealth, not necessarily their personhood, but I envy you know their wealth. I thought that's extraordinary. It's, you know, one man I'm thinking of is has a net worth of two billion dollars. I think that's extraordinary. I would never tr- trade my life for his because he's got a miserable life. Yeah, but the idea of going far on a couple shopping sprees sound kind of interesting. For things like yachts, multiple Porsches, several. Right. If you yeah, if yeah. you think that buys you happiness. Right. These, but, those are the kind of shopping sprees billions make possible. Right. You know, we're not talking about Legos but, but, but oddly enough, billionaires don't think like that. No, they don't. It's interesting. Yeah. But, but, but putting – okay, so again, going back to people that you admire versus people that you envy. So focus only on the people you admire. Have them in your head. Right? I'm not asking you to name them. My guess is that each of them has a profound belief in God. Am I right? You're not oh, yeah. in your head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's really an amazing thing to me. Now, there, there are exceptions. Um, there are many exceptions. Uh, you know, I admire my brother. I think he's a wonderful, wonderful man. He, I, I respect him profoundly. He does not believe in God. I, I, I don't know why. He, should, he, he acts like someone who believes in God. He has a profound sense of morality. And I often ask him, why do you have any morality at all if you don't believe oh, in God? Why are asking these questions? They're trying to do hurt, make his head hurt. But, but, but I, you know, he, he doesn't like to think about it. He doesn't think it through. Right. He's a very intelligent guy. But for somebody who's so intelligent, he doesn't think that question through. And I love him dearly. But I truly admire him. So there are exceptions. But I'm telling you, chances are, if you just grab three people in your head that you admire, again, admire, not envy, they, they are almost guaranteed to have a God-centered and, and I think you could totally guarantee that if they happen to be professional athletes, they definitely believe in God. And if they don't, they've at least said they do on television. Yeah. Because it's part and parcel of being a professional athlete. Right. To uh, well, but they're, you know, do they're, a lot of praying. And, yeah. Well, and I respect yeah. those guys. And I admire those guys. Absolutely. At the same time, they, they will say, and I, and I believe them too. Because uh, there are plenty of professional athletes that, that don't believe that. And what, what do they say? They say, uh, you know, we really kicked butt and, uh, you know, we were just really playing well and we're going to show them and I'm number one, I'm number one. You know, they talk like that, right? And then they spike the football and such. Um, whereas those that really have a profound belief, they don't do it for the show. They, they, they'll say, well, this one was for God and, you know, I just... Well, they might the best go, we're God. number one, meaning the team. Yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, they're very, yeah. They're very, yeah, they're very self-effacing. They're humble before God. And they act humbly accordingly, and they'll say, "Look, I, they, they thank God. It's not as if they're they're wishing God had, uh, you know, favored their team, and and somehow made them wish that that, that would be cheating, right? You know, that, that that's silly. I think what, what they what, what it is is that God recognizes the talent of that particular individual, and he's and 
and the God and that individual is appreciating God for giving him the talents that he had. That's I, all. I once heard an athlete uh, after winning the Brazil football say, in retrospect, and talked about say, what he was praying for, thanking God for, was the chance to be on that stage, to be right. in that arena, to be right. one of the people who've done all that work to get to the place that he could be there at right. that moment and have the opportunity to win sure. that game. Sure, it's a God-given talent. Yeah. Just like I think I have a talent for uh, strategizing and litigation, I'm very good at it. Um, maybe that because that's because of decades of playing chess. I don't know, but I, I really am good at this, and I can anticipate moves of the other people. Sometimes it's it's frustrating for me because, unlike chess, um, there's a lot of time that passes in between. <laughs> so in chess, you can say, okay, you make a move, and then within five seconds, ten seconds, the other person's moving, and and you think, okay, he's moving just as I thought he would. But not in litigation. You're like, you make a move and you wait a month. <laughs> yeah, you have to put it on your calendar. Uh, that move will happen at the yeah, next exactly. hearing. Exactly. <laughs> so remind yourself. It's, it's really a fascinating thing. But that's my talent. Um, I'm good at strategizing. And, uh, you know, I, I have a good sense of the law. But strategizing is, is good. And that helps me pick and choose cases. And I thank God for that talent. I, I, I recognize now that other people don't have that talent. Um, I once, I, I remember, I'm very good at languages also. Very good. And to me, uh, speaking French, it was so easy for me. And I just thought, but this is so easy. And I told this to my teachers, the la all my language teachers. And I said, well, why is this hard for everyone? It's so basic. It's, is this really hard? And I'm not even talking about the pronunciation. Uh, I'm just talking about the basic rules of grammar. Is it, isn't that hard? And they all said, to me the same thing which is to say look you know you don't realize it but you have a talent in this it seems obvious to you yeah see that kid over there the football player yeah. his linebacker he's got an iq of 70 but you can't do what he does on the exactly, field yeah. and he can't do what you do with grammar and diction that's you know, exactly right they, so <laughs> i've got that my talent and he's and and hopefully god uh steers us toward our talents yeah and in a sense it's a it's a crime uh, and, and well, not I cry, but it's I, it's it's a, it's it's a um, it's not a sin toward God, but it's it's an unfortunate step. Uh, it's, a God. it's a waste of God. It's a waste of God's talent. You were if, talking, if, yeah. If, or, if you're if yeah. you're really great at, at the law, and you decide, well, I want to be a musician, or vice versa, you know, and there's nothing. I mean, I, I'm not even saying that one is better than the other. I'm just saying if you if you have such extraordinary musical talents, please pursue music. Uh, if you and if you don't, don't please don't. Please, please, please don't. <laughs> right. My my one of my a good friend of mine now, who who he and I and this is actually a very good example. When I was in law school, my first year in law school, I roomed with three other guys in a two bedroom situation. It was very cramped and tight. And one of the roommates that I had uh, was his name was John Sawalski, and and I, and I mentioned it because I really like John. But back then we. Uh, just for such loggerheads, we hated each other. And I think part of the reason why was because John really didn't want to be a lawyer. He was a fantastic pianist, just incredible music in jazz and otherwise. He just, and, and after seven weeks in law school, he quit. And he pursued the musical career. He became a happier man. And he and I have become such close friends now. I mean, it's really a blast. Uh, we both found that uh, we're both very conservative and we both believe in God very fervently. And uh, what a world it's been. You know, he's really found his God-given talent. Well, and he's doing fantastic yeah. work. Well, it shows you if you're not true to yourself, 
you can lose belief in God. It's that big of a sin. True and and uh, you were talking earlier, I think, before we started doing the show today, about you, you saw Alan West speak yesterday, and mm. he gave a speech about the individual yeah. and how the individual has to be elevated for the collective of society to function. Right. It doesn't function. And think about how many collectivist policies are in place, specifically geared to control the children of our society and get them to be nice little huh. behavior models and fit right into these nice little pegs, be nice little pegs to fit into these right nice little notches. Right. You will do this, and then you will do that, and you will do this, and you will do that. And if you do those things, you will get good grades. And if you do get good grades, you can get into this school. And if you do what do we tell you here, you can do that. Nowhere does it ask... How how do those kids find what they're really good at? How do we find ways for those kids to pursue what they're good at in a way that they can monetize, or even if they can't monetize it, how can they better society with those right. individual talents that might not fit these little behavior pegs? Right. And those questions are so basic. Right. Those are like when we talk about God, for instance, and mm. you make the point, it's so basic. Right. If you don't have that, nothing else works. Right. And it's so basic, and then we wonder why there are so many kids who have problems with drugs, alcohol, suicide, Mm -hmm. behavior issues, crime, etc. Of course they're going to. Right. Of course we're going to have a society full of adults who've followed the rules by Mm -hmm. being not true to themselves, and they wind up loaded with uh, installed in service misery. Right. And then we wonder why so many people have so many emotional problems. Yeah, it's, it's a, And then we create whole se- segments of diagnoses, but there's nothing to diagnose. It's installed in service misery. Right. They, they, I think you said it very well. They are not true to themselves. They have missed their calling, as it were. And, or uh, she's been cheated out of it. Been che- yeah, exactly right. They've been told that they must go a certain way, and it's very frustrating. I mean, it, it's, it's like trying to force a, you know, a round, what do they call it, a round uh, peg in a square hole. Yeah. You get the idea, and it's it's uh, you, you can if you force the fit, and and it, it looks clumsy, but there it is. It's it's there. It's in. Great. Um, you know, or a puzzle piece that you know you can jam in if you want. Yeah, okay, they all fit together somehow, but it looks horrible. Um, there's nothing neat about it, and like a puzzle piece, like you said, you must each puzzle piece is is individually unique, and it belongs in a certain way. And maybe God has a vision for you. And there's no way you can predict, predict the path. And most of the people who are super successful, whether they're billionaires or not, have gone through a path that has been rough mm-hmm. in that they didn't fit right in in these little progressions right. of how things work. You know, Rush Limbaugh, college dropout, uh, Steve Jobs, total flake in so many parts of his life. But, you know, uh, the most successful people are usually those kind of flaky uh, upbringings through those education. Yeah, days. but they, they were allowed to to figure out their own way. Right. And Stephen Jobs was just such a person. Yeah, but Jobs, Gates, Zuckerberg all figured out to take, well, let me tell, let me... to take a cue from the Marissa Meyer path. Right. You know, right. went down those paths and found out the institutional academic paths right. did not offer enough for them. Thus, they had to leave it. Right. My, uh, well, my brother is a very good example of this. He is one of the best directors in Hollywood. Putting aside, uh, you know, the liberal conservative uh, topic about Hollywood, Rod is a great director. He started with a movie called The Contender with uh, Joan Allen and uh, Jeff Bridges and uh, what's it, Gary Oldman and, and a bunch of other great actors. And by golly, that movie is fantastic. And every, every movie he's done since has been just great. And he's on TV shows and such. And Rod's path is an extraordinary one. He knew when he was eight years old that 
that he had to do, be in movies, just had to be. And that's a blessing for him. It, it was, nothing else mattered to him. He was very focused. And would that we all would have such a thing. Would that I know when I was that young that I really wanted to be a lawyer. Um, would that Gates knew, know that, that he was going to create this uh, great empire. Maybe some of us are directed very early on. Maybe some of us directed very late on. But nevertheless, find your way. And, and just like you said, do not be browbeaten into thinking that you have to do things a certain way. And, uh, and I just talked about this recently with a good friend of mine uh, who said, uh, I told him point blank, I'm going to bring my kids through elementary school and high school. And at the end of the high school, I'm not going to make it seem obvious that they have to go to college. I'm, I'm really suspicious of college now. I don't know that there's worth to college. Uh, other than the, maybe the first year after you graduate, there's some value to that. But beyond that, it's what you do. And, um, it, it, you know, you, you either got the hunger to, to, you know, improve a company or you don't. And, uh, or, or to bring out a product to market, you get the idea. And I'm going to tell my son and my daughter, uh, both my sons and my daughter, I'm going to say at the end of it, here, here's some money that I you know, not necessarily all the tuition I would have given you for the next four years, but a good chunk of it. And uh, this will help you uh, seed money to start your own business, have an idea, work it out, figure this out for yourself. Or if you want to work for somebody, that's fine too. Consider this your rent money uh, and your, you know, food and all that, but it's going to run out. And after two years, let's see where you go. If you want to go to college after that, talk to me. I think that's what I'm going to do. And, and no matter what, it's going to give them a much different perspective on going to college. And it'll help them find, find their way. Why do I bring this all up? And I'll, I'll start, I'll, I guess I'll wrap this all up. I bring it up because, uh, like you said, Ari, we are the individual. Um, God did not make us identical to each other. And he could have, right? And we could all, all, all men could look the same. Uh, we would have a structure that's exactly the same. I mean, why men not? I wish they could look like us. <laughs> they don't. Ah. <laughs> but the point is that we, we are very different. But, but really, think about it. Why, you know, God can make us exactly the same person, each and every one of us, right? All of us are the same height, all the same, same look, same drive, everything. But no, he has us have different interests for crying out loud. I mean, it's obvious, right? I mean, some people are creative. Some people are more scientific, logical. You get the idea. So many different things out there. Why? Why? Because, and it's obvious. It speaks for itself. He wants us to, to search out and find our, our way in life. What is going to motivate us? And, uh, and there's some things that are more ingrained for men and, and more ingrained for women. Yes, that's true. Uh, but all the same, we are very, very different people. And we have an obligation. And that's why I say, find out your priorities and definitely find out who you are. Identify yourself quickly. And if you can't identify yourself and you just say to yourself, I'm a person, I'm a human being, or I'm a member of the planet, uh, that's probably not so, so good. Figure it out. And I think the best way to figure it out is starting by understanding and loving God. Then you'll get your answers. All right. This is Barack Lurie. Thank you so much for listening today, and uh, I really enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week.